my God, it's me again, Ed Died. It's the podcast. Yes, the one that I do. And welcome. Let's talk about horror and paranormal. Yes, it is almost Halloween. It's close. I hope you guys have your plans ready for the holiday. Costumes, parties, hauntings, and I mean of both types. The kind of you walk through and you know people go boo at you or the kind you walk through and actual ghosts go boo at you. Tell me, what are your plans? I want to see what you guys are up to and what you guys are doing. Uh, before we get into the topic, I want to I want to tell you guys about something cool I came across. It's called Parabox. It's like those monthly subscription boxes, only what's cool about this one, it's paranormal-based. Now, when I say paranormal, it's a little spread out on what paranormal means, you know, so that it runs into ghosts, legends, cryptids, all that stuff. It's cool. So if you guys want to sign up, I'm going to have a link on the site is com, so you guys can check it out. It's cool because you get a, in each box you get a t-shirt, you get an info card about whoever the t-shirt is about, and each design has hidden clues, and if you figure out the clues, you get put into a an end uh, you get put into a drawing for a free chance to win merch and, and other cool stuff. So check it out. Like I said, I'll have the link on there. Also, if you definitely want to go over to the uh, website, so check out the other stuff I have going on, the social media, so you can see updates. I know I need to start putting more up there. Put comments. Let me know what you guys are up to, what you're thinking. If you know about paranormal stuff, hauntings, cryptids, monsters, legends, or if you're part of a horror thing that's happening, movie, book, comics, and all that stuff, let me know so I can we can talk about it, or I can just talk about it by myself. So you can always find me. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Is Ed Die Dead. Or if you want to just hit the podcast specifically about something on Twitter and Facebook, it's Ed Die Podcast. It's simple, it's easy. And if you want to help us do what we're doing, there's always Patreon, patreon.com slash Ed Die Podcast, and just help us continue. So let's get into the news. As of October 19th, and this is kind of pretty, this is pretty cool because I did not realize, I thought it was spread out more than it is, but I guess I was wrong. As of October 19th, our neighbors to the north in Canada now have their own version of Discovery Plus. If you know what that is, cool. If you don't know, that's the, another one of those subscription channels, but this is the one that seems to have all the paranormal shows that you pretty much can think of are on this service, along with other stuff, you know, uh, their DIY stuff, cooking stuff, which is cool because it's all part of the Ghost Tober stuff they have going on. Hopefully, they will get all the paranormal com- content that we have here in the states. But I do hope that if they're given anything extra up north, that we get those too. So far, the biggest addition uh, named is that. They're going to have over a thousand episodes of Discovery's most popular series, and they they will be subtitled in French starting the launch because there is you know the uh, French Canada. Um, so now all of North America can watch Ghost Over together. So uh, what are you guys watching, my friends in Canada? Anyone listening? What are we watching first? What's the first thing we're going to get to? Another pretty cool new thing. So tell me, do you like ghosts? Do you like the paranormal? Do you like vodka? Yeah, I said it. Vodka. Do you like vodka? Because this this is an interesting take on what's going on here. Um, how about having them together? Ghosts, paranormal, and vodka all together. Because released on October thirteenth, Harry and Vodka now has a paranormal reserve. Now, 
Do they have any left? I don't know, but let me tell you about it. How do you make paranormal vodka? Simple. You take 60 barrels or bottles. Uh, so this is obviously limited edition, hence why I said I wonder if they even have any left at this point. And you put them in three of America's most haunted spots for seven days. So these bottles, this vodka is sitting in haunted spots for a week. Oh, my God. So if you get yourself one, your bottle is going to be uh, coming. You're going to be getting drunk on vodka that has been either at the Basilica Axe Murder House, the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, or the farm on Round Top Road. If you don't know what that place is, you'd probably know it under its other name, the Conjuring House. The bottles come in an engraved wooden box with with a hand-numbered leather tag telling you which paranormal spot it rested in. Additional accessories include gloves for safe handling, because God knows if you want to be touching something that might be potentially coming and haunted. Uh, information on the history of the house, of where it stayed, its paranormal activity, and details on where the bottle rested. So I'm assuming they might give you even more info as to where it's rested. So if it was in a certain place, maybe they'll tell you what room it was in. Um, for our first Halloween since launch, Herodin, we created something first of our of its kind for our fellow paranormal and occult enthusiasts, says Bridget Taylor, founder and CEO of Herodin. As a brand inspired by the witches and those mistaken for them of the past, it felt natural to create the ultimate spirit for the holiday that celebrates them. Just so you know, the word slash name Herodin actually means bossy, belligerent old lady. So it's a fitting homage to the ladies called witches or a homage. Um, Taylor also added, we designed Herodin to defy what is expected of women in the industry and the paranormal reserve is just the beginning. Mm. Now, you guys want a bottle? Each one will set you back about $140. I also suggest going to their website as they have a very cool, a very, very cool digital cocktail book where you can get drinks and ideas and they've got cool names. It's pretty cool. So I'll have a link. It's just heridan.com. I'll have a link on the site so you guys don't have to do that much work. I'll do the work for you. <laughs> Now, continuing, let's talk comics. It's been a while since we've discussed comics, and while there's many comics out there, I've only get my hands on a few of them, and there's so many I still need to read that I have, and I'm usually only particularly going after the horror ones, so sorry if you guys got the superhero ones, but anyway, continuing the hell that happened in volume one of Hotel, volume two its first issue set to come out this December from AWA Comics, also known AWA Studios. And they're a fairly new comic publisher that was actually founded by Marvel alumni. So guys that used to do work for Marvel made their own comic. Now, if the company sounds familiar, you might have heard of them because they got a good amount of news last year with their zombie apocalypse series Year Zero, which, by the way, is currently in volume two with more issues on the way. So, mm-hmm. but... Today I'm talking about the series Hotel, and that's Tell with two L's, (laughs) which itself is in volume two and brought to life by the team of John Lees, the writer and artist, Dalibor Talajic. I'm hoping I said that right. And this is what they have to say about it. Quote, five more interconnected stories chronicle another harrowing week at Pirogue's Courts. 
the mysterious roadside motel where lost souls make their last stand with the demons that haunt them. A family desperate and destitute after being evicted from their home. A struggling artist yearning for inspiration. A lonely bachelor tending to his beloved ailing dog. A brutal motorcycle gang hunting for a runaway initiate. When all these haunted souls check into the Pierrot courts, who will survive checkout? So that's what's going on for volume two. So number one of five from this new volume tells us the story of a family who's looking to catch a break after falling on rough times. This one, it plays out like an old school horror comic, complete with a twist and a horror host or narrator, you could say. Kind of like the Creep Keeper, there is someone kind of hosting the comic. It's kind of weird to say that, but yeah, hosting the issue. Um, I could even see this one easily being an episode of a horror TV series like Tales from the Crypt, Creep Show, and things of that nature. Now, volume one had nine issues, or rather episodes, as they actually refer them to. Let's hope we get more after volume two's initial five episodes. Let's see, will we get volume three? Or we'll be maybe be lucky and actually get a sixth episode out of that. Other titles you might want to check out are Devil's Highway, Old Haunts, and some I'll be checking out on future episodes of the podcast, which include Out, which is a World War II horror, and Crimson Cage, which is, I'm looking forward to, that's a horror meets wrestling um, if you guys want to see what else you've got going on, awastudios.net. It's the easiest way to get there. I'll have a link on the site. Now, to the main story, all right? Let's talk about rock stars and ghosts. And yes, with rock stars, mm, depending what rock star you're talking about and what they're known for, you could pass off some of their ghostly encounters as, you sure your ass wasn't drunk or high? Um, most of these stories, I'm pretty sure, and I know even one of them, they're very definitely worn drunk or high because of the situation. But let's let's jump into it. First one, well, I don't know if you were aware, but pop singer Kesha has a podcast called Kesha and the Creepies, where she discusses supernatural topics along with pop culture guests and supernatural experts. Well, it looks like she's bringing it to the TV she just announced via Instagram a new series for Discovery Plus aimed to be released next year, 2022, called Conjuring Kesha. She is looking to expand on what she has learned about the paranormal on her podcast and is going to look for proof. She said, let me see, I, let, me, let, me, let me give you a Kesha voice. I have no clue what she even sounds like talking. Uh, she says, over the course of my life, I've always been drawn to the supernatural and the spiritual realm. Making music, I felt it was a cosmic connection between my soul and something bigger than me that I couldn't explain. <laughs> Remember, this is a woman who claims to have had sex with a ghost a few years back. Yep, I, I said that, yeah. As she said in an interview with Ryan Seacrest, I lived in this flop house at Rural canyon and there was this weird energy that lived there and it used to keep me up at night and wake me up and it progressed into this dark sexual spirit it did scare me but that's part of the fun of it apparently her her song supernatural is about that situation so 
I guess she likes spooky spiritual sex. I, I mean, she said it's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, the, the woman from The Entity would agree with you. Uh, interestingly, actress Lucy Liu claims to also have had sex with a ghost, as did Anna Nicole Smith. Um, she's not the only famous music rock star, though, that we're going to be talking about. So there's definitely more people, but she's the only one I think I'm going to be mentioning that says she had sex. Um, other stars include Alice Cooper, who we're going to get to right now, and even Brett Michaels and Cher I'll mention later on. But okay. Let's let's move on to uh, to the infamous Alice Cooper. Um, he had a running with what he calls a prankish poltergeist. He said it was playful. This encounter happened back in 1982 when Cooper and Aerosmith guitarist Joe Perry shacked up in an old abandoned house in Copake, New York, to write songs for a horror movie called Monster Dog. They heard furniture moving, knowing there was no one else in the house. Uh, He claims that one of the times he went to see what was making the noise, when obviously not finding anything, but felt pressure of a hand on his back. Cooper even said, quote, every time I would put something down, I'd go into the other room, I'd come back. It was in some other place. We were both just at a rehab, Cooper adds. So we figured we were just insane. Then I asked my manager, Shep, what's, what is it with your house up in Copake? And he said, oh, the guy wrote the Amityville Horror there. So the house was actually his manager's house that he kind of bought and just had there. Alice and Joe Perry went and, and ended up dealing with all this stuff while they're trying to write an album from his movie. But it seems that there's also a connection to the house of a boy who lived there who apparently drowned in a nearby lake. So it kind of makes sense for the ghost to be prankish if you find out later it was a boy because at no point did Cooper really mention it was a boy. Well, you can clearly check out Alice himself telling you the story from season two, episode two of Celebrity Ghost Stories where he gives a lot more details of what happened. The episode also includes Tracy Gold from Growing Pains and a few other people. So it's definitely an episode to check out. Another rock star to tell their story on Celebrity Ghost Stories was, I, can't, I, I always mess up saying her name because the way it is, Cherry Curie. I always want to say Cherry Cherry. Um, and most people would know her from her time in the all-female band The Runaways. She says as a teen, she became obsessed with Ouija boards, so much so that she would go into a rage if anyone would even take them away from her. She says, I wanted to reach out to the other side but wish I hadn't. Curie said in an interview, something had attached itself to me. I wasn't myself. Now, she feels her lashing out was due to the spirit that was connecting or had fully connected itself. Who knows? Because, mm, right? <laughs> You're messing with something dark, and she she was young. So uh, she feels it caused her to become a dark person and even like dress in darker colors and totally just became someone else she claimed to have even attacked her brother in what seems to have been a momentary episode of possession and yeek when you hear what actually happened so while she was you know doing this she was she was a young girl 12 years old so she was asking general questions like boys love and romance she started to get something else 
telling her other things. The spirit which described itself as a man went as far as saying to Sherry, oh, you're pretty. Now, that's pretty damn creepy. doesn't matter. I mean, if you're 20 years old and there's a guy, a man, telling you, oh, you're pretty. Even through Ouija board spelling it out, come on, that's still creepy. Um, So I guess she got a hold of a ghostly pedo out there, it seems. I guess in the ghost world there are pedophiles. I, I have no clue. I mean, you don't hear about them often. Anyway, she would spend hours communicating with this thing alone in her room. Uh, she even claims to have heard a scream at one point, too, behind her. You guys want more details on her story? She actually tells it in episode 11 of season 5 of Celebrity Ghost Stories. <laughs> Lead singer of the band Poison. Yeah, let's move on to another another one. Now, this one... It's definitely different from the other stories. It's it's not Brett Michaels having sex with the ghost, so don't worry. And there was no Ouija board to I, that I know of involved in this story. But uh, lead singer of the band, Poison, Brett Michaels has had an encounter with an orb. Now, what makes this interesting is while most people don't usually see them with their own eyes, usually they are caught on camera and seen after the fact, Brett says he clearly saw the thing. This occurred when he was about 17 years old and in the middle of his parents' divorce and a year after his grandma's death of diabetes, which is interesting because he also has diabetes. So it's something that, you know, if when someone passes, it's something you def- that's definitely going to come up in your mind. You're dealing with her, uh, her death because she was very close with him and his parents are divorcing. Wasn't exactly having the best time in his life. So... On a cold night with the weight of the world, he he headed to band practice. The band at the time had Ricky Rocket, who himself continued his career with Brett. And obviously, if you know the band Poison, you know that they did hit it big and everything. But Ricky Rocket himself actually, just side note, has a really cool kind of paranormal series on YouTube that you guys might want to check out. Anyway, so after practice... Brett sat down, well, before practice, actually, I should say, Brett sat down hanging out at his friend's basement and was listening to music on these those huge old-school headphones, and he saw something in the cor- from the corner of his eye. He saw an orb in the corner of the room. Uh, he got up to see what it was, but it was gone. Um, obviously, his friend didn't see it. Uh, then he saw it again later on. But this time he saw it directly head on looking at it. He described it like a sparkle, like electric, like maybe I guess you could say like a ball of electricity in the air. It scared him. That he actually ran the hell off. But he feels that the orb was a sign to move forward with his life and career. Like he took it, I guess, as a good omen. Like, hey, listen, you got this going on. You got this going on. Snap out of it. So later that night. He heads to band practice. They talk, and him and Ricky made the decision to move to L.A. to make it as a band and had to leave the rest of the band behind because the other two guys just weren't feeling it. So there's more to the story, but this is mainly the orb section. There's another part that continues, which makes him connect the orb possibly to his grandma. Um I don't want to give everything away for you guys, so definitely check out Celebrity Ghost Stories Season 3, Episode 2, where you can watch him tell his story. Because, you know, if I'm telling you the situation, better to hear it from, you know, the person themselves. And speaking of singers and from the 80s, let's move on. 
keeping with the 80s rock stars, Motley Crue's lead singer Vince Neil, who unfortunately just recently actually suffered an injury after falling off stage at Monsters of the Mountain Festival. Hopefully he gets better. Hopefully he gets better for the tour, but maybe this will maybe help him really get things really together. But we wish him well. Anyway, <laughs> well, Mr. Neil actually appeared twice. That's right, twice on Celebrity Ghost Stories to tell his haunting tales. Now, one of those times he tells of his childhood room where he had, well, the room wasn't exactly the most welcoming room for for people, let alone a child. Uh, he noticed that a lot of the other kids wouldn't want to go into his room. I believe he mentioned his sister would uh, babysit and the kids would come up to the room door of the room, but they would not want to go in there. Even with all his toys and everything, and he'd welcome, come here, come in, come play. They did not want to go into the room. Um, and he would wake up to find his closet door open and the light on inside, which is odd because he says he'd remember closing the door, let alone, you know, why the hell would he be leaving the light on if he's closing the door? So it would be off. He would hear, like, party sounds. This is This is where it gets weird. He'd wake up sometimes and hear party sounds in the room or when he's just going to bed, like if there was a party going on in his room, like the sounds, like if you're in the middle of a cocktail party, just like if a little kid woke up, but nothing's there, you just hear it. The noises eventually turn into what seemed like a man directly talking to him in bed. So he'd hear the party, but slowly start to make out one particular voice among all the sounds and slowly became like somebody talking to him right next to his bed. Now that's some creepy shit. He did... Um, run out of his parents' room when, when this start finally started to occur, when he started to hear the voice. And one day he did wake up to seeing a man standing in the closet. Okay. This doesn't help because when you're a kid and you run and tell your mom and dad, there's a monster in the closet, what are you going to get? You get the people. Oh, it's you're just having a dream because that's a traditional, you know, traditional monster in the closet. What the hell's going on? Well... <sighs> he told his parents they didn't really buy into it, but he did see the man, and the man was standing in the closet, was dressed in a gray suit. So he was able to describe the man standing in the closet in a gray suit with a very solemn face. Well, mom and dad don't exactly believe him or just think he's you know making it up, so what do you do? Well, luckily, he had a psychic aunt who was able to recognize the situation. She came over and he told her what was going on. They spoke about it and she came over to the house and locked herself in a room for a long time and eventually was uh, able to move the spirit on. And then she was found out and told him that the spirit was an old man who didn't mean him any harm. Just an old man who had died in a fire during a party, which explains the sounds, which explains the sounds he was hearing. Um, later on, they looked up the house's history and found the story to be true. There was a man who died in a fire. I believe he went upstairs during a party, maybe lied down with a cigarette, and he burned up in the house burned. And he, they did find proof of what is his room having been remodeled after a fire. Ooh, but at least... The thing wasn't trying to hurt. I mean, for a kid, that's creepy as shit. I mean, for an adult, that's creepy as hell. But he didn't mean bad. His second encounter happened years later when he was an adult. Um, not exactly creepy. 
this is a, a more of a bittersweet story. Uh, it was during his divorce from his wife and after the death of his four-year-old daughter, Skylar. At the, this is the time after he was no longer in Motley Crue, I believe. Uh, his life had spiraled out of control and he was going nowhere and had become borderline suicidal. So one night when sleeping while holding his daughter's blankie, he was awakened to feeling somebody tugging on the blankie. Uh, he looked over and saw his daughter, Skylar, who had been passed away already, standing next to the bed. She said, hi, daddy, and let him out of the room. She walked out. He followed, and they went to the spot in the house where she would color, and he sat there and colored with her for the night. All right, now this sounds like it could be a dream. Now, it says they played for a while. It says he says they played for a while, and then she just got up and said, bye, dada, and disappeared. Now, while that could be, oh, my God, wow, that is sweet. Oh, that could have been a dream. The thing is, she returned the following night and the next night and the next night. And they kept playing in the house. He kept having time with his recently passed daughter. He had time with her again. Apparently, this happened repeatedly for two weeks. This is such an interesting situation and, and story. I'm surprised that there's not much more talk about it, but for two weeks, damn. And because of this, he it got him to get his life back together. Eventually, she told him that she couldn't come and see him anymore. She became just a floating face as she was finally saying goodbye, and then she was gone. Sometime later, he found the actual dress that she had been wearing in his closet. So was it the dress she was wearing or was she just, you know, appearing in the dress? Had he seen the dress before? It, there's so many questions, but even if you don't want him answered or you do get him answered, does it really matter? It, it got him to climb out of a hole that he was in. So it's possible baby saw what was happening to daddy and came to save him. Um, hopefully he gets better. Because I do want to see Motley Crue on tour. So hopefully he gets his uh, everything better. If not, I wish you all luck, Mr. Neil, Mr. Vince the Neil. Um, but it's it's a sweet story to think about uh, your daughter coming back and visiting you for two weeks straight. Wow. Uh, our other story. Now, this one is probably, out of all of them, the most ominous one. And, ooh, so, and this story comes from the singer of the big hit and one of my favorite songs, I Think We're Alone Now, from the 80s. And turns out Tiffany, well, she wasn't alone. <laughs> Tiffany's story occurred before she became an 80s teen sensation. Having grown up in a Baptist house, she grew up being told about religion and had a loving but very strict and controlling father causing her to become very angry and look for, you know, I guess kids and teens do ways to let out your anger, especially if you want to retaliate, especially if you have someone that's coming down on you a lot with religion, you might retaliate with the opposite. So she made friends with a girl at the private school that, that her father had sent her, and they started to delve into magic. This led to the girl's reading a copy of the Satanic Bible, which she claims she could feel the power in it when he grabbed it. She could feel energy coming from the book. 
even back then. Well, <clears throat> while reading and chanting the book out loud, one of her friends claimed to hear a voice in the room, and the energy in the room became heavy and dark. Oddly enough, for some reason, uh, she took the book home. So they messed with this thing. Friend, the, the, the room became spooky. Friend heard a voice, and I guess the end of the session, but she's like, I'm going to take this thing with me. Uh, which to this day, it's funny because even she herself questions, why did I take this book that creeped me out? Why did I even take it home? But she took it home and she would read it in her room alone for days. Well, I should say for nights. But yeah, so she's reading and messing with this book that's creeping her out and she's still doing it. One night after a fight with her father, she read the book and then she headed to bed. She woke up when she felt something breathing on her back. <laughs> she could feel the breath and she could even hear it it happened a few times eventually getting stronger each time she kept not finding anything when she would look to see what what could be there she described the breath feeling almost like an animal breathing over her when she finally looked one last time there was a man standing in her room with black holes where his eyes should be and felt something holding her down to the bed. She had the usual um, sleep paralysis feelings uh, where she couldn't move or scream and she could feel a strong anger emanating off of whatever was holding her down because apparently the man uh, that was in the room was just in the room. He wasn't actually doing the work unless it was magical. Who knows? I mean, it's not like we got, it's not like we have an interview with, uh, his side of the story. Anyway, uh, it wasn't until she started to think about God and she started to pray and ask for forgiveness and beg for help that it finally did stop. She's able to pray and it made the encounter stop. When it stopped, she ran out of the room. She didn't tell her dad what happened. She just left the damn room. Uh, she eventually went back in and prayed and everything was fine. She eventually got rid of the book and found happiness in knowing that with severe and utter evil existing, that there has to be the opposite and there has to be strong good. And it brought her closer to uh, religion. And I guess you could say she found God. She found Jesus. And I guess she's still not alone. It's only this time she's not with demons. She's got her God with her. Yeah. Damn, that was cheesy for me to say. But there's lots of other stories. I mean... My band, Disciplement Theory, is no stranger to ghost encounters, too. While my brother, Jose, who was a guitarist of the band, who actually passed away last year, had many encounters himself. I could do an episode on just stuff that he experienced uh, from the other side. But as a band, we had an odd situation in the studio. While we were recording two songs in the studio, we oddly started to get voices coming in on the monitor speakers. Now they didn't come through the headphones, which seemed which which is odd because anything coming through the speakers should be going through the headphones. Um and they seemed to stop whenever we would actually notice and try to listen. We even start tried to record it. We figured if it's coming through somewhere, maybe if it's coming through the microphone, we'll get it because in studios you use a really sensitive microphone. Sensitive. But nothing was coming through. At one point, we even heard what sounded like giggles when we when we kept trying to capture it or listen, and we couldn't like like if it's playing with us. 
Nothing ever came through in the recording. We weren't able, weren't able to pick out anything of what it was saying, um, which is interesting because it's like another encounter I had myself years ago when I was way younger with a guitar amp, but that's a story for another time. But we never quite did figure out what the sound was. Could it have been radio interference? Possibly, but none of these machines are hooked up to antennas or radio receivers of any kind, so they really shouldn't be. And most of these uh, monitor systems are made in a way so they don't get interference. That's why they're way expensive speakers. <laughs> but who knows? Apparently, some spirits were with us and liked what we were recording. At the time, we were recording two songs. We were recording two covers for a for an, uh, an al- compilation album. We did a cover of Cry Little Sister from the Lost Boys soundtrack. And we did a Backstreet Boys song cover. Not going to tell you what. You want to hear the songs? You know what? I'll put a link. Uh, I'll put a link on, on the page so you guys can check out the songs. Let me know if you like the songs, though. Other rock star celebrities uh, that uh, claim to have had paranormal encounters include Ariana Grande, who claims to have smelled the evil stench from a demon when visiting a cemetery. Either that, or someone in the car farted and didn't want to attest to it. Adele heard sounds in her home, which was a previous convent, which uh, wasn't exactly letting her sleep. Ace Frehley from Kiss was pushed down the stairs by ghosts. Actually, I believe him and his daughter and his wife were all pushed down the stairs. Marilyn Manson claims to have summoned a demon by mistake. Interesting. Cher, you know, do you believe in love after love? Claims to have had a visit from her ex Sonny Bono after he had passed and famous singer Meat Loaf and I will do anything for love had a similar situation like Alice Cooper only his went as far as to rip the sheets off his bed apparently he wasn't doing what it wanted him to do for love so who knows Uh, he actually discusses the encounter and goes back to visit the place it occurred at in an episode of the series A Haunting Of. Now, I didn't go into that because this is a whole episode where celebrity ghost stories, it's multiple people in one episode. This is a whole episode of just him with a psychic going back and telling the story and going back to visit. So that's what some rock stars have dealt with. There are many other people that have dealt with stuff too. If you guys know of any stories, definitely let me know. I'd love to hear more stories about this. Let me know what you guys are doing for Halloween. Um, I know I've got a party that I'm hosting. I've got parties I'm invited to. I've got haunt events. I've got friends at attract haunted attractions, stuff all over the place. In fact, when I'm done recording this, I'm going costume shopping. And then I got to also buy stuff for uh, the costume contest, or not even costume contest, the game contest we're having for the kids at my Halloween party because I likes to go all out. Hell, I bought a damn tent. We're having this party outside in a large tent because we have people coming. Anyway, hit me up. Let me know what you guys think. If you do, go and check out the songs from the band Disciplin Theory. I'll have the links. Let me know if you guys like them because we've been discussing maybe doing another two, one or two covers. You got any cover ideas? Let us know. Why not? Anyway, before I go, Kika, you got to say anything? All right. We'll catch you guys later. Stay spooky. Thank you.